Hello once again, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, the shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week on whichever platform you choose to listen. Thanks to Pollyanna DIY. They make incredible enamel pins as well as other awesome customized merchandise. And they have some old school finds that they typically put up there. So check out Pollyanna DIY. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza. You've tasted some of their award-winning pizza at our shows. If you want to try more than just pepperoni or cheese or some of their other delicious dishes, or maybe you want a hot engagement spot, check out the wonderful <laughs> Angelo's Pizza on Madison Avenue in beautiful Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks, of course. Quick question. Yeah. Did you when you got engaged at Angelo's Pizza? Did you have to? Oh, pay, not me. Did you pay for the pizza, or did they give it to you for free? They gave it to me for free, and then they gave us like all the liquor we drank that night for free. All right. So and you okay. got like a and, lifetime and pass. And I, have a, I have a lifetime twenty percent discount. Wow. Okay. All right. How about then? Okay. Just checking. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Can you order all the pizzas for shows then? Or is it only dining o- dine dine only? only? Oh, man. But I'm treated like... we're having a show at Angelo's then. I'm we treated get, like a celebrity there. We though. get a good discount with They the give shows. us a good deal. Do they? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just looking out. I'm trying to improve. Hey, hey that's why you're my guy. financial advisor. <laughs> Cutting corners, man. <laughs> and thanks, of course, to our uh, partners that bring these shows to you guys, that you're able to watch them, whether you download it, uh, MP4, whether you use the streaming service, or purchase on DVD. You can do all of that thanks to a now amazing and wonderful merger between smartmark video and iwtv check out smartmarkvideo.com purchase uh past aiw dvds and sign up for iwtv independentwrestling.tv that is and there's plenty of shows in the rotation from aiw archives uh plus there's, there's i think 92 shows of aiw on there alone wow 92 all that old aiw that i love so <clears throat> Here, th- this will be my ploy to Mike Burns yet again. I sent him a, I sent him a hard drive with all the real old stuff that Smartmark does not even carry. Let's get that shit on Independent Wrestling TV. I, I love it. Let's all get some, <laughs> D- let's get some DVDs for sale uh, for those completists out there. Uh, I, I, I believe the first two years completists. That's what they're called. Yeah, completists. Okay. I believe the first two years are on the hard drive that I sent him, including. The I don't think ever released on DVD first show ever, so it's all on there. Well, there you go. I can't wait. Go to, to smartmarkvideo.com. Go to IWTV. Email Mike Burns email and Mike Burns Burns house, steal his hard drive. Burns house, steal the hard drive. I don't have it. I sent oh, it. He I sent it. it. He well, sent okay. it. Yeah, I sent it to Smartmark Video headquarters. I sent it to that hard well, drive is like gold. Well, now with the merger, it's it's now Smartmark Video towers. You know, what it, you know where it is? It's like the it's like the Ark. It's in a box. All the way, it's being monitored mm. by top men at Smartmark Video. Will people in, in melt a, in a wooden it, box all the way in the basement? I, are people, people going to melt if it opens? I think uh, they maybe. got. A, I think they got a skyscraper now after this merger. Yeah, well, I don't know. Oh, wow. it, it's in the basement. Thinking. That seems not financially. Uh, big mergers. Right skyscrapers there. are big money. Duke. Oh yeah. Duke. A lot of office what? space there. Tell them about mergers and acquisitions. 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 <laughs> Ro- Robles has a big I, gold watch. I know, I know you know about accusations, but I'm talking about <laughs> acquisitions. Hey, hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this week's episode, I guess. You've already heard all the voices. We are joined. Do we say use promo code ABSOLUTE when you sign up? Use, abs- Come use on, promo code ABSOLUTE when you sign up. For no free of days. Of course. Or, you get a free trial. No discounted days. You get a free trial. One week, right? Isn't it a week? Yeah. I don't know. Something I we have got no already. What do I need that for? You get a free trial. Yeah, we got stuff. But, you know, use the code ABSOLUTE when you sign up. 
and uh, check out that awesome merger. Where, uh, you know, become a completist eventually, maybe. Hopefully. But we are joined by the six-figure man, the Golden Boot Haas Division champion, the Duke. We are the now healthy Duke, should even add. And uh, we are also joined by uh, one of the members of the production, Derek Director. Hello. Hello. Rare appearance for you on the podcast. I've been really busy lately, so now I'm back. That married life. I got a new job. New job? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'd love to talk about it, but we got other things uh, on, on topic here. Making movies. Love to talk about it, but we just don't care. <laughs> we don't have the Moving time. Moving on. Moving on. Also, as always, owner of AIW, John <laughs> Thorne. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. Uh, this week's episode, we uh, well, we're not going to get to Derek's new job. Maybe we will eventually, but our main topic is AIW 200. That's where the 200th show of AIW took place uh, in Akron in early November of 2019, and we were all there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, there. I was, I was there. Present and accounted for. Yeah. No no engines falling out of your car? No. No. Better luck this time. Better right. luck this time in Akron. And uh, we were joined by special guest Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. Man, I, he was one of the last few guys that were on my, like, signing meet and greet bucket list and i had tried to get him so many times over the years and finally it uh it, it all kind of lined up and he couldn't have been he was cool. more awesome I mean, before the show when everybody was hanging out talking to him he was he told some really cool uh didn't know him and the junkyard dog were best friends and yeah, Junkyard Dog was the best man at his wedding. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he said. And then they were doing a some some territory. He told the great story where they were doing some territory. I guess they were babyface tag team, mid south. And, and he did the turn on him with was it like the loaded glove or something? I like think that? I think that's what he said. Yeah, or loaded tape or whatever. And he said the and then was it Watts who brought him in? And he. T- he told him not to drive, or he's like, I'm not driving because he was afraid his car was going to get destroyed right. by all the fans because he finally turned heel on JYD. And uh, so Watts had to go, I don't know if it was Watts, I forget, but he had to go, whoever went to go pick him up, dropped him off, they did the show, and they slashed all four tires in that dude's car because <laughs> he because he brought DiBiase to the show. Yeah, he he was just telling some like amazing stories, and it at one point I looked and there there was just this gigantic circle of people around just yeah. listening to Ted and like I looked at my phone and I was like it's like 5 after 6 like we <laughs> we got to get the doors yeah. open because like and he had been talking for a good half hour 45 minutes and it was like just telling like that's what's so great about you know bringing these guys in is when they kind of start to loosen up and feel comfortable and they start telling stories and sure I think a big part of that was you know, we've we've discussed in the past the Fonzie effect uh, definitely helps when these guys come in and they see a familiar face, and you know, Fonzie Fonzie starts you know, uh, Fonzie's such a company guy. He starts he starts feeling them out, you know, and, and seeing what kind of mood they're in, and then he'll come and give me a report. And he knew that I kind of wanted Ted to do something, but Ted Ted doesn't really do that much in the ring, if at all. Yeah, and it's like I laughed so hard because Fonzie, like, uh, you know, he's just talking to him, talking to him. He's like, "Ah, when's the last time you took a bump, Ted?" <laughs> and like, uh, you know, he's like, "Oh," and like he's like, they're just talking and talking and talking, and then like, twenty minutes later, Fonzie comes up. He's like, ah, "You know, he's he's in a pretty good mood." You know, I got him thinking about taking a bump, and uh, I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, like let's 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 let him simmer down, you know, and then and see settle in and." 
Uh, the Fonzie effect, though, was was in full effect this night. It's funny you said that because uh, I was standing around at some point. I was there for a while, and I'd get to say hi to Fonzie. He's always one of the the first because he always I always get the Fonzie text when he lands. So he lets me know that he's in town. Like, all right, good to know. And then uh, uh, Pedro's like, I, I kind of got to get Ted over to the table here, and I got to at least get him situated, get him started. But he just keeps talking to Fonzie. And I go, oh. I'll say no more. <laughs> to quote Juan Tucker, I was like, ah, I got you covered, Pedro. I just yeah. walked up to Fonzie and I was like, hey, Fonzie, ah, Stevie, how are you? And I get the big hug and everything. And then Pedro immediately just swoops in, uh, hi, Ted, can I borrow you over here? And yeah, then we're pa- on Pedro way. wanted to get the signings going. <laughs> yeah, Pedro, he's always. He's always doing the right thing, that Pedro. Well, you know, there's like, Damn him. before we even start the signing, it's like, okay, like, let's get stuff for me. Let's get stuff for him. Then he brought a bunch of his personal collection yeah. to get signed. And then, uh, you know, and then we get started. Pedro has so much autograph shit of mine at his house because I'm always running around during the show. And I think this show, I didn't even, ha- I didn't have a car because I rode with you to the after party. So yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even have my car with me at this show. So I was like I had nowhere to put anything. So Pedro has all my Ted DiBiase stuff. He has so much of my stuff, but Pedro uh, he makes sure he gets everyone's autograph stuff signed first. He has a list. He gets me autograph stuff, he gets Tom Dunn autograph stuff, Eric Ryan autograph stuff, and probably like five other people stuff. So he has a checklist of all the people he gets signed. Yeah, he always gets yeah, he gets And he gets uh, it personalized I, too. Everything's Visa. personalized. He gets, yeah, he gets Thorn stuff. I'm trying to think who else he gets for. I think uh, Wadsworth, he, I think he gets stuff for. He's on there. But. I've never asked. I'm not a Mark, so. I. You know what? I've never asked. Pedro just, like, knows certain, I wasn't, like, he I, just grabs I'm it just, for certain I'm people. I've never been. A, I don't. I, I don't. I've never taken pictures with people, and I don't get stuff signed. I don't have it. I've never been a collector, but, you know, it's like, I got all this stuff. Like, there's all this stuff here. Why not? You know, keep something for one day. You know, I get I, mean? to, I get to do stuff with with everybody. That's that's my bonus. You may so. yeah, you may get the coolest thing out of yeah. all of it. Uh, you, you know, usually either you or Doctor Dan. Uh, on this night, it was you, which we'll get to later. But uh, uh, yeah, Pedro, you know, he's a good guy. Uh, let's get. I guess let's get into the show. It was uh, there were no real big mishaps. No, I don't going think so. Going into this, as, as we uh, alluded to, your car worked, and, well, I, but you yeah, didn't take it anyway. I didn't take it. I think the only mishap was um, some of the AIW students didn't show up. Oh, so that, was, right. that was a big mishap. So Thorne was already fired up about that. Because we didn't have like a lot of people to do the jobs, you know? Yeah. And then there were certain guys, like, and Arthur MacArthur is, I cannot sing his praises enough. Um, he is always the first guy there. He's always the guy that offers to go do any job, no matter how shitty it is. Yeah. Like, there was a time where Alex Shelley might not have had a ride, and Arthur MacArthur was going to drive to Detroit and drive him to the show and then drive him back to Detroit and then drive back. Um, He always is, like, number one guy to offer to do anything. Now, this night, he went went up the hill— to Target and picked up two cases of water that we all needed. I said, "Go see Pedro. He'll give you some uh, petty cash." Yeah, he is. Get the boys but he's water. always he's always one to do a job, uh, and unfortunately, he was one of the only guys at the show that was available to do a job. I wanted, yeah. to, I had wanted to give him a dark match, um, 
And this is kind of how Levi Everett comes into play eventually. Now he's got a dark match a few months, like uh, a couple weeks later. But uh, Levi Everett is a Fonzie thing because Fonzie was like, hey, brother. I want to see if the Amish kid can work. And <laughs> I was gonna do some. I was gonna do something with him and Arthur MacArthur probably, in um, some sort of dark match because Fonzie was really pushing the Amish guy on me, and Arthur <laughs> MacArthur deserve deserves it because he's always kind of the guy that's that's there. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, not enough of the other students, especially the like undebuted students, even bothered to show up. Uh, but in the group chat, they all said they were going to be there. Right. And so unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, Arthur and Chuck Stone had to run the Ted DiBiase meet and greet session uh, because there was just nobody else there to do it. And they were very, very unhappy. And we ended up, uh, I don't think we had any dark matches then because of No, the, because night. there was just not enough guys to go around. Um, I will say... Ted DiBiase to this to the this point in AIW history, November second, uh, twenty nineteen, becomes the largest meet and greet ever. Surpasses Harley Race on that night. Huh? Surpasses Harley Race by almost double. A record that would stand for almost four weeks. Not even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even. Twenty eight days. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like twenty seven, twenty seven like days. A woman's championship just getting tossed around. Oh, oh, I'm not talking about. It. I'm just saying, WWE tends to pass that belt around a little bit too much. They haven't done it lately, but. Uh, so let's. I guess let's get into it. The the very first match, CPA, West Barkley, and um, while CPA has been around for some time now, AIW this this card in itself really uh, begins the the cap intrusion yeah yeah uh, a little bit (laughs) you know uh that's what i like a little bit about the akron shows is we can try some things out you know like um in akron you know you're gonna you're gonna feature the well on this night only two guys because dom had to do mlw yeah but you like uh, the the kind of the plan is is like let's feature the the three guys that are from the akron area Try to get a signing of sorts, and then let's mix in, you know, guys that don't necessarily always get matches on shows, or try some different guys out. And um, mm-hmm. oh, speaking of which, we're going to do another talent initiative in Akron on February twenty second. Hey, there you mark go. your calendars. So <clears throat> I know that that's been announced already, but we haven't talked about it on the podcast. Uh, but you know, this is uh, this is one of those things. It's like. Okay, and now CPA's been coming around. He's doing some things like, and now he puts a carload together with VSK and Bear Country, and you know we can try it out on this Akron show because there's you know there's a lot of room to kind of play around. You know we have yeah. our our featured players so to speak, um, but uh, and I don't even want to say that they're B shows. They're not B shows. That's not the right terminology for them. But you know it's like it, we have we have our kind of our cast and a lot more of the, the supporting cast gets to, you know, gets an opportunity to shine in, in Akron uh, because it is a very strong market for us, you know, so we don't have to rely a lot on some of the other guys to hopefully draw um, because, you know, it's just, it, it, things have been going so well down there. So, so well, knock on wood, if I can find it 
that we're going to do three Akron shows this year. Oh, man. There you go. That's a lot of veterans that get to beat me up. If we get, there's not a lot of guys left. There's, there's not a lot of guys left, you know. I like that you uh, put the honor on them with that. Hey, a lot of veterans that get to beat me up. That's right, man. <laughs> the the pleasure is all theirs. Uh, oh, so, if you got to beat me up, you'd be pretty happy about it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, See? I yeah, I, yeah. Sure. No, because last time, or well, when Thorn gave you that lariat, you were so complaining that you got larrieted in the throat. I didn't get Larry in the throat. I got Larry in the chin. You shouldn't have tucked your chin. You should have. I didn't. That's I said before we went out to the curtain. He I threw said, it high because he took his glasses off. I said, and he did it on purpose. I said, watch the lariat, bro. It's yeah. coming hot. And he did it on purpose. <laughs> I said, watch the lariat. You had you had swaggle so nervous at absolution. Too. I know. I know. <laughs> and you were right too. I, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a liar. I'm saying Swag- he throws it high. Swaggle he took is it going right- to hit you in the face. I'm Swaggle took it right on the forehead. I'm coming hot. Right across the bridge of his nose. <laughs> turn him and burn him. <laughs> turn him and burn him. Uh, so we. See- I feel like fucking Maverick and Top Gun when I'm getting ready to throw a lariat, man. I'm just ready to hit the afterburners, dude. All right. CB was Watch your canopy, Goose. CPA was Barkley lead. Turn them and burn them. Uh, the crowd hating was Barkley as per usual. That's what they they love to do. Uh, he may be joining the ranks of the Duke as one of the most hated men in AIW. I don't know. That's a that's a tough hill to what's climb. The, what's the hatred depth chart? You think it's me, and then it's Dan, and then see the problem with Wes Barkley is mm-hmm. is they like Josh, but and they so they don't they don't like Wes. So I don't think Wes gets. All the the white hot hatred that he could get. He gets a lot of vitriol though when he goes out there by himself. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Man, yeah. Those regular the AIW regulars hate him. Yeah, but I mean, I think they legitimately hate him. Yeah, I think it's because <laughs> uh, like when he used to bring all as his opposed guys. to you, they don't legitimately yeah. hate. No, as, I don't think. I, well, no, they do until they put me on their podcast or they talk to me and have a drink with me. They go, "You're not such a bad guy." I'm like, "Yeah, no fucking shit, asshole." They just haven't done that with with Wes Barkley. But well, no, because Wes Barkley, he's, he's right. He's right because he had the Barkley Nation and everything else, and I still think there's some leftover resentment. Yeah, from just that. from the fans. Yeah, I, I mean, say MJF what? probably would have been up there. He may have. He may MJF, have been a- MJF was probably. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's he's works for a national company, so clearly he was past everybody. I'm not going to make that. No, comment. no. But I think in AIW he may be. I think it still would have been you one, Dan two, uh, Max three, West Barkley four. Well, because Max has Max has something that you, even though he's tearing you apart, you still kind of go, eh, so that was a good one. He's gonna, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, all right, he's gonna be a star. It's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Like yeah. I used to watch him spit his gum out and slap it in people's face, like his actual gum every entrance. Yeah. And the fans literally knew they were it was coming because it was right when he came out. Yeah. And they just stood, stared there well, and cheered him. I, I watched him at WrestleCon last year, like charge like so much money to just be mean to people. Yeah. And I was like, "Is this serious? like I I I had to leave his table?" Yeah, because I was like, "This is so uncomfortable." Uh, <laughs> and that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like people they get off on it because it's like, it's like getting it's like getting insulted by Don Rickles. He may or, I, you yeah. know, or something. I watched him uh, charge a lady twenty dollars to sign a trading card, but he didn't close his hand. He made her put the twenty dollar bill in his hand, and he made the lady close his hand. And then he grabbed her card and he signed MJF and then he flung the card. Like, didn't hand her it. Yeah. Flung it at her and it flew in the ground. And then she walked away. And he, I looked at him and I'm like, was that necessary? And he goes, yeah, man. She's going to come back and ask for another autograph. 
And 20 minutes later, she came with an 8x10, and he charged her $20 more and treated her even worse. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, man, you're living the life, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, after CPA and Wes Barkley, uh, we roll into another member of the, the cap carload. Uh, very serious Keith. Very, <laughs> very serious Keith. Very serious Keith. Every time I see that. Very, I never yeah, saw that on, that on Twitter. Very serious. very serious Keith. Very serious Keith. Taking <laughs> I mean, that's on, what uh, it means. I don't know, but it's funny. He said it He said it in the, the Smart Mark promo. Yeah. And afterwards, I was like, is that what, is his name Keith? And Dan Housen's like, I, I don't know. I think I think it is. And I was like, all, I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> well, so that was this that makes match. me laugh every time I see. I it. didn't. I did not see that. You ever? Oh, no, yeah. You never saw that. I on didn't Twitter? see that. No. Oh yeah. Dan Housen puts a lot of stuff on Twitter. That's it's hard. True. It's That's hard true. to. That's s- true. You know, sort through it all. That makes me laugh. Well, how did you sort through this match, Derek? Uh, it was good. Dan Housen uh, and VSK. It was pretty good. Keith, very serious. Keith hit Dan Housen with a. <laughs> With a crazy um, Spanish fly, sometimes yeah, Spanish, like standing Spanish yeah, fly. Sometimes yeah, sometimes Spanish flies don't look good, and I was kind of nervous because Dan Housen, you know, he has a, he doesn't flip really good. So when I seen him hook it and they went and it looked beautiful, I was like, oh, here we go. But um, <laughs> Dan Housen accidentally spit uh, a white claw on my face, which was very terrible. Yeah, that kind of uh, took you out of the game there. Blinded. I me. think VSK is is probably. One of the guys to keep an eye on in 2020, I think. Um, yeah. He just has a lot. He has a lot going on, you know? Like, uh, he's he's got a, a good look. Mm-hmm. He's very proficient in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think he's a guy that could very well catch on in 2020. Okay. Is, is Dan Housen's uh, dancing becoming a little bit too distracting? I think so. Is he getting too... Too caught up in the he's dancing. He's going corporate. He's as going opposed corporate, to corporate, corporate housing. Dan, corporate housing. Corporate housing. <laughs> as opposed he's getting to, away from the gritty grindhouse effect that that the director is trying to to put out there. He just keeps going for he's those. Gone sequels. mainstream. Yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying. He's corporate housing. He keeps trying to get the money. Disney from the Dan housing. Disney yeah. housing. Disney housing. Disney housing. All yeah. the money from the sequels. Yeah, and it just keeps they've let him it, out of the vault. Because believe me, there's been plenty of sequels to that fucking dance spot. Oh yeah, there's a lot of sequels. Yeah, some sequel every fucking weekend. It's like, uh, you know, I don't know. What's a, what's a movie that had too many sequels? It's like fucking Friday the 13th yeah. or so many sequels. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, there was that. It's over, though. You can't you can't deny it's not over. You know what I yeah. mean? No, yeah. every time. The it's crowds over. love it. That's just like the Friday the 13th. Every time a new one comes out, they all go see it, right? Somebody yeah. likes it. That's why they Big box office. Big box office Don. Yeah. It's like He's like, a, he's like an X-Men movie. Should have stopped making those a long time ago, but they keep coming out. People keep going. Marvel Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel Housing? Marvel Housing. Dan Housing Universe? I don't know. The Dan Housing Universe. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Now available on Patreon. <laughs> Dan Housing Plus. <laughs> uh, then we roll into Wheeler Yuta versus Zach Thomas. And uh, this is one of those moments where, you know, Thorne, you're saying you don't like to call it the B show, but it's an opportunity where these two going to face-to-face on other cards may happen in a four-way or right. there's, a, a scramble there's, some there's sort. A lot, there, there's a lot more opportunities on, say, an Akron show to try stuff out like this. Like they can actually uh, have a singles match. Right, exactly. And um, you know, it, it, they worked very well together. Um, you know, Yuta is another guy that, you know, he's just on the cusp of being 
the it guy you know yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, i don't uh, i don't know i'm not saying anything is missing i i think it's just a matter of time to where he is just the guy and uh you know zach is another guy that's had a lot of undercover good performances in the aiw that hasn't necessarily gotten his due outside of aiw so uh, this was a good opportunity for him to mix it up with one of those guys that is on the cusp of you know breaking way out in 2020 and mixing it up with a wheeler yuda who is is still younger and but is further along than zach it's a good opportunity for zach to gauge okay this is how i make the next step because just, Wheeler is, you know, is very seamless and just learn you know like you know Zach Zach has been you know he's done like a lot of like heavy hitting brawl type things you yeah know? And this is a completely different animal for him mm-hmm. uh, from there we go to uh, I mean probably match of the night so much so that it, you know we, we ran it back again uh, Alex Shelley Lee Moriarty and this was billed as you know the huge opportunity for Lee Moriarty, one that he gained, oh, by the way, by doing the New Talent Initiative in Akron months before, earlier in 2019, and has done so tremendously well and uh, has just caught the attention of everybody uh, within AIW and the fans, that, including, apparently, Alex Shelley, and these guys go one-on-one, and it didn't disappoint. We, no, we talked I mean, it up going it was, into it. It was... You know, I've said it before, but it was it was one of my favorite matches of 2019 for sure. Um, mainly because it could have gone completely different. You know, Alex Shelley could have went out there and ate him up, and sure. th- that could have been it. Um, and that's not what happened. Alex Shelley went out of his way to try to raise the profile of Lee Moriarty, and uh, it's. A clinic, you know, to, to, to say the least, it's a clinic. It's it's like Lee Moriarty signed up for uh, somebody, the Alex Shelley seminar, but it was just it was just the <laughs> two of them. Showed up. Yeah, I did have to laugh when. Uh, speaking of Alex, when uh, NXT was in uh, Warren, Warren, yeah, and he wrestled with Kushida. Uh, I think they went on first. <laughs> That's part of his contract. <laughs> I, laugh. I was like, he's even got somebody re putting him on early. <laughs> yes, that did happen. Well, he, he gets on the first half of this show, and um, this you know this is this was one going into it. We were telling people buy the tickets, come see this. This match is going to be incredible, and uh, we you know we didn't stream this. We don't typically live stream the shows in Akron, so you more than likely haven't seen this first one yet. Uh, in the series, go buy the DVD, go buy the MP4, AIW 200, go out of your way and find Alex Shelley versus Lee Moriarty get, part one. You get live streams or you get brownie Sundays. You can't have both. Yeah, that's true. So Yeah, that's true. Because we're, we're not sure good. what the... Uh, the we've, never, we've never been able to check to even see if they have internet because they just like... We book the date and then like nobody is there until we show up for the show. They have a lot of yeah. secret rooms and a lot of a lot of Shriner trophies. Yeah, and uh, I would bet bet if you just show up, a koi pond. If you show up, there's probably a camera somewhere. So somebody in a secret layer. Yeah. Like, like Dom, Dom is the one that works with this venue mostly. Like 
different guys kind of contact different venues, you know, and Dom deals with this one pretty much directly. And uh, I think, you know, since he's gonna he's gonna be there on the twenty second, uh, I think he's gonna see if they let. Who knows if they even know what the fucking internet is at the Dadmore Shrine. Thorne, I don't think they do have internet at the last show, Lexi came, and she was doing her homework, and they set her up in a secret room. Yeah, they got a like, lot of those. It was wild. It was like a so nice... They got a lot of secret It was there. literally a nice office she was in, but she, we asked if there was internet, and they said no, so she had to use the hotspot for my phone, so it, I don't think there's internet. Well, there you have it. There you go. Sorry, folks. Sorry. It's close. At least, at least three shows of AIW uh, Hot Sundays. In, in 2020 are going to... You're gonna have to come live. Coliseum home videos are coming from Akron. You know, that's right. You gotta wait for the. You gotta wait for the video release. Bringing Lord Alfred Hayes in to host. That'd be so sick. But the hot Sundays (laughs) are great, and the you know they do have liquor there too. Yeah, people love the concession stand though. Brownie Sundays are a big hit. That's all I know. They Wadsworth's kill eating in between matches. (laughs) And the thing the thing that drives me nuts is we get and he's actually paying for them too. Yeah, because we get we get no concessions. We get nothing. Yeah, we get literally nothing. We get. uh, that's the only thing that's really bad about that venue is is like we have to pay rent and we get no concessions, no anything. You could literally go right from the ring, bleeding, sweating, and go to hey, can I get a beer? Oh, that'll be four dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there's, dude, come there's, on. There's no no fucking easy buckets in that no, place. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. Somebody did buy me a drink that night. I forget who it was. Uh so sorry. <laughs> but thank you. Um then we roll into uh some hot tag team action. And uh, Bear Country shows up in this one. This is their first appearance in AIW. Pete, so, you're out here for this one, aren't you? Cap I was. I'm, I, a lot of people say, outside of Lee and Shelly, that this is the match of the night. Well, I'll tell you this. Pull back the curtain for a little bit. I heard some, somebody... Uh, Let's go beyond the curtain here. Yeah. On Wrestling Cheers, uh, it was mentioned as being one of the favorite matches of the year. Pull back the curtain here for a little bit. Wait, let me let me real quick just mention who's all in this. So we have Bear Country, Bitcoin Boys with the Duke, Forty Acres, AJ Gray, PB Smooth, and uh, Two Infinity Beyond. There, Cheech and Column. Go ahead. Right. Okay. So you have a situation where you have Bear Country, who are enormous, yeah, and agile, and very good, and very new. Mm-hmm. So they don't really know what to say yet, and you know what, and you have. Cheech and Colin, who the vets. are geniuses when it comes to putting stuff together. They are like savants about yeah. wrestling. And like, so they do not yeah, I will yeah. say it till the end of time, they do not get their due. No. You have you have yeah, eight people and Mikey and Eric who need to learn to speak up for themselves. Because they are brand new. I'm gonna say that and I told them that, I think I told them that backstage, but they need to speak up a little bit. Not that they didn't I mean we ended, they 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 ended up going over, so I get it, but they is, probably they probably could have got a little bit more of their stuff in. Is that because you think just so that they can get stuff in, or do you think I that think they, they have the they were the smallest they were the smallest ones out there, and they were going over, so it was okay. Mm-hmm. And I was out there too, so it's fine. It's just in the back of their heads. In the future, they might want to speak up a little bit more. That's okay. all I'm going to say about that. But listening to the, them put this together. And it was just, it was kind of, because there was eight of us, or nine of us, so I don't think there was a time when all nine of us were sure there. I mean, there might have been a little bit. And so going from point A to point B with that whole thing, listening to it in the back, and then being out there and watching it, somehow everything worked. 
Like I don't I don't think I don't think anybody missed anything. I think that's the Colin and Cheech effect. Uh, yeah, I honestly I, do. I mean, can you speak to that? Yeah, yeah no, one hundred percent now. Yeah, one hundred percent. Colin and Cheech they do not like going over matches a lot, so they'll go over it. And just the seamless, like every transition they <coughs> they have in their head, like it may come across a little bit rough when you say it, but when you're out there and you're going through the process, everything is smooth. But what I what I was concerned about was with eight people, and you know two big dudes mm-hmm. and two little dudes, and then PB and AJ who aren't small people, and it was, just everybody being able to get to where they needed to be the timing of everything and with people coming in and out not really missing i mean i think maybe there was maybe one thing that was that was a little messed up but that's only because i knew it was supposed to happen mm-hmm. it just everything just worked you the, know and it was there was one spot in the match that i know colin called it and he's a madman for doing it he got the power gorilla- bombs yeah, where, was it power bombs or was it gorilla presses? Where every big guy in the it match gave bombs. him it. It's power bombs. Oh my god, it was yeah. insane. Yeah, well, that was it was funny because it was at one point. I think it was the the bigger Bear Country guy. I'm trying to remember what he was. Oh, I think he was like they were concerned because I don't think the crowd like was up right away. They were kind of like waiting waiting for stuff to happen, feeling them out, feeling them out a little bit. And he goes, "I knew it was. I knew we had something." When Duke pulled me out and I punched him in the face and the place went nuts. He goes, <laughs> he goes, if they went nuts for that, he goes, what are they going to do for the rest of the stuff? And I'm like, yeah, well, A, that kind of happens. But B, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky that you were that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're going to love you from that moment on. Yeah. I mean... Well, maybe that was it. Maybe he said I, I, he wasn't sure how how the crowd was going to take to them. them. Maybe that was it. And he goes, and when I punched you in the face, he goes, and they went ape shit. He goes, I I knew I knew that we were all right. They're going to be I'm okay. Like, yeah. it, if, what a I mean, yeah, what a match. It's pretty much, it's chaos and I love I know, love all tag, the right places and tag scrambles are my favorite. Yeah, but sometimes they don't get a lot of love like they are. It's uh, some people hate them, but like I love them because they're high energy. Yeah, it's just a when highlight reel, right? And you. And and you get where you're supposed to be. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. great. But sometimes, and if some one thing goes off the rails, it's really easy for the whole thing to fall. Apart. Well, it's oh, a yeah. great example of you know, this was a highly touted match uh, towards the end of 2019 and earlier on in 2019, uh, uh, one that you were involved in, Derek. Everybody talks about a tag team scramble from uh, from Jersey City. Yeah. So people, it's the Colin and Cheech effect. Yeah, I guess that, that's design. a common denominator, I suppose, right there. I mean, are they probably, Thorne, to you, the most surprising of the tag teams not signed, of tag teams out there? A hundred percent. I mean, I just think it's because, you know, a, a lot of, they, you know, they work kind of in this kind of regional area, you know, Rochester, New York, uh, Cleveland, and, you know, Pennsylvania. They've gotten out to be on a few times, but like, they don't get they don't get out nearly as much as they probably should, mm-hmm. and but uh, they work with so many different people. You think somebody would say, "Hey," and and knowing that know. Colin was in ECW, it just seems yeah. so surprising. I mean, there was a minute there where Colin was like on doing some two hundred five live stuff, and I thought right. for sure that he was going to go because he is just uh, he's just that good. Um, he he definitely does not get the credit he gets among 
well, Cheech, Cheech for that matter too. Like they do not get the credit like among the like elite top tier independent wrestlers that they probably should. Yeah. Because they've been doing it for so long and they can do it at such a high level and they can do what so many people do not know how to do. Mm-hmm. And that is get other people over and make other people look good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's just a thing that is kind of a lost art now. And it's not necessarily the, the thing to do because it's such a individual business. Yeah. You know, people want to do the flashy shit themselves and they want the gif, you know, they, yeah. they want the gif because they think the gif's going to get them the contract to where Colin and Cheech are worrying about the whole match and the story of the match and uh, the pops in the match. Mm-hmm. And that's two different kind of mindsets and mental- mentalities but they are so good and they would do so many companies uh, a tremendous service if they got a contract, I think. There's a reason why the long, one of the longest running stories in AIW in 2019 w- was Colin and Cheech versus PME and people didn't get tired of seeing it. Because uh, they were good and they were they were raising the stock in PME. Because before that, PME were just like everybody else. They were just two local student tag team guys, you know? And, and locally, people love them, and they always got a great but reaction. Not, not, not but not until that really started happening. You know, like they were... They were they were fun. They got good theme music, and they're you know they're good. They were they were like yeah. lu- they were like lukewarm, mm-hmm. you know. And then Colin and Cheech got them red hot. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's I I think they're an asset to the locker room because like besides PME, like me and I only have learned a lot from Colin. And yeah, Cheech. They, they and like they've gotten a chance to kind of go around and work with different guys. And uh, another thing they do is they watch the show. Yeah, you know after like at, when they're done. Colin is going to go do commentary or Cheech will sometimes do commentary or they're yeah. just going to sit and they're going to have a beer and they're going to watch the show. Yeah. And then they're going to go and they're going to say like this, 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 don't do this, 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 and this. And that's not ass. That's just them taking on the roles of locker room leaders. Um, you know, Colin is one of the most tenured guys at this point, which is kind of crazy with Duke and I here, you know, cause We've been in every era of AIW. Like Colin came in in one of those middle eras, but now it's it's been a very long long run. Well, and to briefly sing the praises, we'll we'll cover it more when we get to that recap. But in December, Colin was there, was not on the show, but he was there, and you were busy with all sorts of ICP stuff and everything else. And we knew that we wanted to put together two dark matches. We had no idea who was going to be on them until literally 15 minutes before doors opened, which meant that uh, those matches basically had 30 minutes or less to get it together. And Colin agented those matches and took care of it and made sure that everybody was squared away and and good to go. And, you know, that was him trying out a different role because, you know, there is a time, like I've said in the past, where you can't just always have people on the shows, but... Eric Ryan has done it at times. Bobby Beverly has done it at times to where they can go and they can work on the quality of the overall presentation of the show. And they have so much to offer Mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily need to wrestle. And, you know, it just turned out that it was a blessing because I forgot that Wadsworth had called off and Colin ended up calling the whole show too on commentary. Yeah. Uh, From there though, uh, the match ends and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you kept running your mouth, Duke. 
Well, I was confused because when after the after my boys won, we they were chanting "Please come back," and I couldn't mm. figure out why because we had just gotten there and they had already won, so we weren't going anywhere. I mean, we we were already there and we had just won and it, we were excited. Yeah, and I thought my good friend. Ted DiBiase was kind of come out and we was going to continue the celebration with us because you guys you thought that you guys were they're billionaires. close in the same tax bracket. Well, we're you know as I told him you know we're very you know we we both wear you know two thousand dollar suits. I just happened to wear mine that night. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah. And you know he had a nice WWE polo on. Yeah, we he both did, have yeah. we both have uh, you know golden studded championships mm-hmm. that I actually won and he made up, but that's beside the point and you know and that we're both loaded and we could buy and sell everybody and but I thought, both rarely defended i thought we were gonna that's that's true <clears throat> we yeah. were we were gonna uh what just because you don't see it doesn't mean i don't defend it i defend <laughs> that boot every day in my real life um so he comes out and he was just he was just kind of a jerk and i was a little put off by that mm. but mm. you know and then to go behind the curtain again uh Everybody that I've worked with has been really cool about letting me say whatever I want and yeah. letting me do whatever I want because I don't Im- I don't embarrass them on purpose, right? But I know I know how to get heat, and I know I can think of things to say to piss them off. <laughs> and I had the great one for t- for Ted, but I didn't say it. Can Can you please um expose that on this podcast? I, uh, give me a second, but um. It's just, it's so great, like with Steamboat, like when we're backstage and he's like, okay, go, you get the thumbs up, go, you know, figure out what you want to do. And so you go over there and he's like, okay, here's, here's what I'm thinking, blah, 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 you know. And like with Steamboat, I just, I said, do you care what I say? And he's like, no, you say whatever you want. Because that's when I said the Honky Tonk Man thing. Yeah. And then with Bunkhouse Buck, it was just kind of like, hey, I'm just going to say, you know, blah, 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 come out when I say this. And he comes out, and then I just was, you know, calling him a serial killer because he had his, I know what you did right. last summer, overcoat yeah. on and all that stuff. <laughs> and then with Ted, I was just like, I'm going to talk. You come out whenever you want. I don't even care. Just hit your music and come out. I can't wait to see Thorne's reaction to what, what you're doing. Oh, I know. He knows. I, know. I didn't know if you knew. He knows. And then, um, so I, uh, so then we did, and he was like, I was like, I figured I'd come out, I'll do the thing. Um, I'll go throw a punch, block it, put me in the dream. He goes, yeah, okay. I'll put you in the dream, and he goes, he goes, maybe uh, when I've got you in there, we'll do a little like Russian leg sweep thing. So he, he's actually <laughs> he's bumping bumps. you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Fonzie, man, the yeah. Fonzie effect. The Fonzie I'm like, effect. I'm like, okay, that's cool, you know. And uh, and then we, and then I said, well, I'll, gi- I'll give you the money, and you can put, you know, stuff it in my mouth and everything else. So we did the whole thing, and it was fucking cool as hell. And because I was doing the, um, because he was, he, he said, how about I, you know, tell you to put your money where your mouth is. So that's when I did the whole exaggerated, taking my jacket off and rolling up my sleeves and all that stuff. What I was going to do was, I love this. I I can't remember how I was going to get into it. Um, oh yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say something about how. Thorne, instead of booking him, should have booked IRS. And then I was going to turn around and go, at least his kid's champion. 
And then I was gonna have Ted spin me around and and go that way. And I, <laughs> but then I was like, I was telling because Bray, 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 he won the belt like a yeah. week yeah. earlier. Yeah, or something. and I was like, yeah. at, least, at least his kid's champion, just to really fucking right. And he fell down. He thought it was the the best thing ever. And the more I thought about it, I was he like, mm, I don't know if how he's gonna take this. I was waiting for it because <laughs> Duke asked me, and I was like. <laughs> Hey man, just let it rip, you know. Yeah, like I don't I feel him up. But... Me and Thorn, we uh, Thorn, I didn't know Thorn knew. We talked about it, and Thorn popped me so hard. He goes, "I hope Pete says that, and I hope uh, I hope Ted just puts that hundred dollar bill right in his pocket and leaves." <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting yeah, for that. For no, sure. that was that was that was. Uh, I was texting my friends afterwards, and I know I'm very old, but I was texting my friends about what had just happened, and my one friend goes. Could you go if you could go back in time and tell seventeen-year-old you? Because I went, you know, that's that's when I seventeen when I was going to the Coliseum and yeah, watching shows, and he was you know super heel and all that stuff. Because if you could tell seventeen-year-old you that you're gonna get put in a million-dollar dream by Ted DiBiase, you know, in a wrestling ring, well, you know, how unbelievable would that be? You know, and so it's just stuff like that. It's just it's making just, memories, making yeah. memories. Yeah, that's how you pay him. <coughs> pay, pay him in dreams. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> pay him in dreams. Pay him in dreams. But that was million cool. dollar dreams. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, so from there we go into uh, another highly anticipated uh, match, the third in the series. Uh, you coined this one, Duke. Oh yeah. Uh, what did I? What did I say it was? The rubber match. The rubber match in the rubber city. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Big Twan Tucker taking on the one called Manders. Another classic. Another Ooh. classic. Uh, a Twan busts out a Hurricanrana. I bought jumped How out about of that. A Twana Twan Twana. A Twana Cane Twana. Was that the most unbelievable thing you've ever seen him do? I was like, well, now, wow. In, 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 uh, I mean, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. And he did it from the... He, he, he didn't jump up. He, he did right, it he from did the from, turnbuckle, but it was turnbuckle. Cool. But it was still... I mean, it was great. We got something new out was of it. Twana, twana, twana. Twana, yeah. twana. We got something new out of it. And, uh, you know, this match was all that it, uh, it needed to be. And it was great. That's all that really needs to be said. It was great. Yeah. Everyone should watch all three of them, honestly. Yeah. For yeah, different reasons. Those are that's a great three match stretch just right there. Uh, a couple hosses that I, I imagine you're hoping they just tire each other out, Duke, so they don't come after that boot. They got to get in line, man. Both of those guys, you know, I know I've been saying it, but those guys, Manders and Tuan, could also have very big 2020s if they play their cards right. Uh, then we roll into tag team championship match. PME defending against Doctor Dan. And professional Parker Pierce. Uh, Pickle. Toilet paper came out. Dr. Dan got hit with that. Dr. Dan went through my table in this match. Yeah, he does that sometimes. He was on I, the- saw, I saw Philly walking around backstage before. In typical Philly. Was he hot? hot Philly. Mike. Hot Philly. He's always hot. Mike. 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 And I was, like, what? I was like, what's the matter? Just, you know Philly's mad when he doesn't tell you words. He just he just has that blank look, and he's just shaking his oh, head. Oh, he told me. He and told I, me I was just like, all right, man. The matter. Hot but, Mike. Uh, yeah. What's up with Dan and his his game show host jacket that he wears now? He's It's like those pillows they sell in Walmart. Yeah, it's like every time I see him, I want to like buy a vowel or... I believe you ever see those pillows? Those, they're something. always all over Walmart. Those pillows. <laughs> I love, that you can, oh, the ones that you I love. Yeah, that's what, is, that's what the material is. Yeah. I love it. Thorn, before Dan goes out every time... 
Thorn writes something inappropriate in Dan's jacket, and Dan immediately brushes it out. The uh, they had their matching gear, I believe this this uh, well, they're, evening they're as well. Well, their pants match. Now. Yeah, the yeah. pants don't have matching jackets. Not matching. Well, Parker doesn't doesn't Parker rock the the eighties leather vest? He rocks the vest. It? No, and he then, rocks a, like uh, he like rocks the, the vest the, and then takes it off. Not leather. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not leather. leather. It's not yeah. leather. Uh, it's like shiny. Yeah. 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 All right. It's like a um a school dance vest. Yeah, like, like, uh, like you're going to church yeah, on a good. Sunday like a morning. Like suit with just the vest? Just yes, the vest. Yes, okay. just the vest right. of a suit. All right. Yeah. It's an interesting look. But it looked, uh, they did, they did well, yeah. Somehow Dan ends up in through my uh, table on the side there. It's another good story here, you know, like good baby face, heel, like yeah. down and dirty. He's, uh, Dan should never be on the top rope, but <laughs> he was, and that's how he ended up through my table. Dan, lesson, ha- lesson Dan, has, Dan has a pretty good sparkle splash. He does. He does do that. Is that the twisted bliss that he does? He can really twist that body. Twisted bliss? Yeah. The twisted Dan. I don't know what you call it. I think Uh, this was like Gift or there was like uh, one of those looping videos of Dan like getting pushed off the top rope and it just looks like he just absolutely dies on Twitter. I remember that. The problem is is you don't, I think you don't see him. It just goes into the abyss. He just disappears. It did look like he absolutely died. He goes into like the the vast abyss. I assure you, he is still breathing. (laughs) Dan's alive. He's alive. I know he's alive. Yeah. but yeah, fun. so I wasn't put the lug nut on my car that he said he was going to put on. I'm driving around missing a lug nut. He's got a lot of student loans Seems to important. pay from Yale Polytechnic or wherever he went. <laughs> uh, anyway, fun one there. Make sure you check that out. Uh, and then we roll into the intense title being defended: Eric Stevens against Matthew Justice uh, with the Fonzie effect. Of course, Fonzie in the corner there. For Matthew Justice. If you ordered baby, it's too cold outside. You saw this match. This was shown for intermission. During intermission, yeah. yes. Uh great. I did match. order that and it was that I can vouch for that. It, it was a great match. Um, you know, Eric Stevens still working at such a high level, is def is winding his career down. His final AIW appearance will be in Tampa on April the second. Mm. I gotta miss Eric Stevens coming around. Well, enjoy him while you can, folks. I know it hasn't been that long, but his uh, he's, he's got a lot of fun to have. You saying he's like a he's like a uh, shooting star? He's got two. Yeah. I believe he has two final appearances, uh, two more appearances in Cleveland, and one in Akron, in Akron, and one in Florida, and he is done. That's it with his run in the IW. So, wow, enjoy wow. him while you can. That's well, go back and watch this one because. Uh, you're going to want to, you know. Matt Justice continues to climb uh, to different levels. and uh, Continues to climb everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, climb was, everything. There was, there was a little no bit, of, there was a little bit of, of pun there, wordplay. And, uh, you know, Eric Stevens just continues to showcase, uh, you know, why a lot of people wish he had never left wrestling and why a lot of people still keep hoping that he doesn't. Uh but great, great match here. Fonzie, of course, finds himself involved somehow, some way. Uh, that damn Fonzie, always getting involved. I love him. I'm sticking his nose in. And I think he loves the the championships probably more than uh, Matthew Justice. I think he really, really <laughs> does. He loves those title Before belts. they even go out, Fonzie's walking around with the belt on his shoulder. Yeah. It's Justice, baby. I don't, He's does, bad I, ass. I don't even think he knows... Uh, 
Matt has a first name. I think it's just. He finally just learned. Justice. He finally learned it. Now <laughs> he knows it's Matthew Justice he's for a while. Face though. on back there. He's got the bell. He's got to get in character. My man, Justice. justice. <laughs> Love him. Love Fonzie. When he did the promo by himself, that was when. That was when I think I was all in. When the jacket I, one. I forget what show it was before, but he like put it on Twitter, and it was it was just him. Oh. It wasn't like he. Did, I don't know if he did it at a show or he did it at his house. No, it's at his house. It's at his house. What was yeah. the line? Where'd you get that? Uh, dope ass. Is it dope, dope ass, ass jacket? Dope ass jacket. That dope yeah. ass jacket. Yeah. Fonzie, where'd you get that dope ass jacket? Like, Fonzie, Fonzie's cutting <laughs> promos. I mean, I was like, what the hell? I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah, not to was... de- not to derail here. So I saw Fonzie, and he was decked out. Like, obviously, he's decked out in his polo and his hat. Yeah. But after the show, he was decked out in all AIW merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, AIW Shark t-shirt, AIW hat. Yeah. He was all about it. And he, I asked Dan about it, and Dan goes, Fonzie wanted one of every AIW shirt we had available. And he goes, Fonzie specifically said, shark shirt, skull shirt, and hat. Did he pay for these things? I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. I, I don't have Love a, Fonzie. Don't, that's Potato's job. Isn't Potato merchandise uh, yeah. executive? Yeah, no. he is. Yep. Is he? Technically speaking, yeah. I always see Weird Body back there. Well, Thorn specifically wants Pedro be... or, uh, Potato out of the ring and handling uh, merchandise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want him to be Don West. Okay. Uh, he is a good shill. I'll give him credit for that. Right. So and he has a dirty belly button. Well, so That's old news. Fonzie, yeah. Fonzie loves wearing the merch. He loves wearing it. Uh, he's got his own merch, too. Get it, grab yourself a Fonzie t-shirt. Uh, they're they're going to be available soon. Yeah. February 7th. He'll be there. He'll be there in February. Uh, I, got, I, I got another great promo from Fonzie. I, I got a release. Uh, Thornton and I each have Fonzie t-shirts, courtesy of Fonzie. Was it the one with Sabu and RVD? Yeah. Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, Can't believe he got he got all little known fact for those wondering. Fonzie got all of his customized AIW Matt Justice gear made himself. He gave a fan a hat, and he told me he was like, "Ah, damn it, Daddy, that's fifty dollars. I have to get a new one made now." Yeah. Damn it, Daddy. (laughs) What's our new T-shirt sponsor? We're gonna have to refer Fonzie. JPEG. He he, he's already got an order into him. There you go. JPEG right there. Uh, from this match, we go into uh, Eddie Kingston and Trey Lamar, and this is this is a match that Trey wanted. In Akron, Thorne, you you typically talk to him. All right, man, you're gonna you're gonna bring some people. This is it was requested by Trey. What do you want? And how do you think he did? I thought he did very well. You know, Trey Lamar. Uh, Trey Lamar's problem is Trey Lamar. You know, like Trey Lamar has all the tools in the world. However, Trey Lamar sometimes was he on time for this show, or was he was he? Late? Yeah, but uh, sometimes Trey Lamar gets in Trey Lamar's way, and that is his biggest problem. He would be so much further along if he knew how to just chill out. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And just like uh, uh, he thinks <laughs> he he thinks everything is going to be the next big shortcut to superstardom, and. <clears throat> He has uh, this match proved that he has all the tools to achieve that. He just has to like learn how to get out of his own way. Okay. Uh, this match is very good. Uh, it showcases that he is very, very talented. He hangs with Eddie, and they. Uh, it, it's it's excellent. It's an excellent learning experience for Trey. Uh, an excellent learning experience for myself and the fans to see that Trey is capable of this. Um, 
and like I said, I think that he has a lot to offer. He just has to get out of his own way in 2020 and just like let things happen. Yeah, this is a very different kind of match for Trey. You know, in uh, in shows past and previous, even when he has a singles kind of match, he's paired with guys with a similar style. Case in point, uh, DJZ, he wrestled in Akron. We, that was good. It was very good. And we'd yet to see him with someone one-on-one with such a contrasting style like Nettie Kingston. And I think I think this uh, opened a lot of eyes. If you yeah. see this match, like Trey stood up there with him. Like Trey got the absolute dog shit beat out of him by Eddie Kingston, but stood right up to him. And he knew that that was going to happen going in, <clears throat> I think, which... Trey always gets his ass kicked when we're in Akron. Yeah. Justice beat the shit out of him the show before. I yeah, love it. It always trip. happens right in front of his mom. I know, And yeah. she's always a wreck about it. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he was very uh, excited about this match going in, and uh, I know it was a point of pride for him that mm-hmm. he really wanted to be able to prove what Thorne said, specifically to somebody like uh, John Thorne, that uh, he he is capable of this. So I, I love it because... I love the um, com- the competitiveness of the students there because yeah. Trey always wants to have a good match in Akron, but on the other hand, Bishop he wants to have the good match at Akron. Like, like there's the rivalry between both of them is top notch. Yeah, but I just love watching it. Could you watch a Joshua Bishop Trey Lamar match? Well, did you watch that? No, in Akron they I, I would watched, kill each other. No, in Akron they would kill each other. Me and Thorne watched it uh, right next to each other, and as they were beating the crap out of each other. I look at Thorne and Thorne goes, huh, Josh is just really mad at Trey because um, Trey said he owes him some money. That could, be a, that could be a rivalry for the ages right there. And as we speak on it, the very next match, Joshua Bishop and Nick Gage. Unbelievable violence. you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not something we typically get necessarily in Akron. I will say I got very irritated with oh, you, Steve Guy, at the end of this. Because beforehand, I said, before they come out, announce we're coming back oh, with yeah. Scott Hall. <laughs> and, and I had to hear about it for and the entire match. I was like, God match. damn it. And I, yeah, I did it get Because he, he and I are standing by the door, sitting by the door. And and he's like texting texting you to say it or whatever. And he's like, I fucking texted him and told him. And I was like, okay, got it. And then I, yeah, I didn't. And I knew it right after, too. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, I knew it immediately. But so I, to- I couldn't enjoy this match. To be perfectly honest, with you. I was, <laughs> it was a violent. steaming. I was steaming. So this sorry. match was so violent. It was very violent, and uh, again, it's not something that we do in well, Akron. Different building, much. and we got to be a little more careful. Yeah, I mean, guys brawl through the crowd. Trash cans yeah. have been used, but uh, uh, yeah, this is easily the most violent match we've ever had in Akron, right? I would say easily. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, easily. Yeah. And then I think number two probably would be. That justice match, justice and Yuda and uh, Trey. Trey, yeah. Is that where somebody ends up going through tables? Uh, I think Justice put, put Trey them both through, through. Put them both through. Put yeah, them both through some the plastic table, right? tables. Some plastic yeah, tables over by the bleachers. But it was like and, it was just chop after chop after chop in the bleachers and and when that when them tables got broke, Thorne immediately goes, "Get them tables out of here. Get them out of here." Little promoter tip: When you break something in the venue, you gotta get it out get quick. It out. You gotta get it out quick before dumpsters for dumpsters for a reason. No, no, no you no, gotta put it in the U-Haul so there's uh, no evidence uh, that it was broken. 
These two. You have to put it in the new hall and then get rid of it. Dump it, it off premises. <laughs> the, these two uh, take that shit to Burger King. Tell CPA to get down. I gotta throw something away. They they trade they traded uh, shots with the doors, broken doors in this match, I believe, right? Yeah, that did happen. Did everything in this match, but I couldn't enjoy it because I was mad at you because you forgot to announce Scott Hall was coming to Akron. February twenty second. I'm, I'm really sorry. I haven't gotten used to yet. What's that? Is the door? Well, I tell you, those fucking oh, those table say, companies fucked up. No, no, I understand. I just I, for whatever plastic. Reason, you know, everyone went the plastic. It's just yeah. not the same. I just can't get used to doors for some reason. I don't know why. It's the only affordable thing you could break. Yeah. The know? fans have caught on. They love it. Fans love the people doors. just like it, uh, things breaking and. It's hard. It's super hard to find those wooden tables anymore. It's like a good steel chair. I think it gets the job done. I don't know. I agree. Ask Matt Justice about that. I don't need to ask anybody. I <laughs> can ask myself. Yeah. Well. Uh, then we go. Oh, after party yeah, Thursdays. Thursdays Lounge Interesting in Akron. Location. Yeah. Downtown uh, Akron. Hard. Uh, Couldn't find a place to park for a little bit. Uh, awesome food spread they yeah, got they for had, us. They had free food for us. Yeah, they prov- that was provided think, by. I they think, got it from somewhere else. Yeah, they got catering for us. I think we may be going back there after the twenty second. Negotiations okay. ongoing, but because um, we we had thirty people there probably. Probably more than that. I think. Yeah, had a nice little dance floor. It had some weird locals down there dancing. That one dude, so that one dude was te- he was yeah. tearing it up. He was just he and he kept like dancing wide, so everybody got yeah. out of his way. We kept so he had the dance floor to himself. Every time he it's like a whole flash dance thing going on. Every time he did a new move, Duke and I pointed it, pointed yeah. it out to each other. <laughs> We're like, look at this. I will say uh, one of the most me- <laughs> the most memorable things from the after party. It's Fonzie was in there. Thunder Kiss '65 was playing. Uh, and I took just took a video of it just for myself yeah. <laughs> because it was so funny. And uh, another thing was uh, watching CPA hit on some ladies and then uh, go, "Hey, you want to see something?" And then showing them the dumpster video. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think it worked. But Which, uh, apparently, hey, he, he just met he back went up. back to the well one too many times. I guess he, he, he just, just went back to the real well yeah, recently. Saying, he yeah. just oh, met back yeah, up. Yeah, I, I saw that on yeah. Twitter like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Met back up with her. Uh, wow. do, do we know who that is? I don't. You know, okay. there is, there is an individual who knows who it is. Is is this person from? She is Cleveland. Or yeah, is she, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, she's yeah. from Cleveland. She's friendly with a certain individual who is on a sauce sabbatical uh, yeah. for she all twenty twenty podcast. So no, let's hope not. Yeah, no. she's. So how did CPA run into her? Did he come here to see her? Or? <laughs> we, you know, they. Hold on, uh, must have they must have exchanged information. I see if I right, know. Right, but her I mean that's kinda, that sounds like a halfway meeting type gig. They met in Pennsylvania somewhere. There you go, halfway meeting type yeah, gig. They uh, met in Pennsylvania somewhere. Okay, my Recently. phone my phone died, so I can't. What are you looking up there, Derek? I just want to know. We can talk about this after the podcast. I want to know the identity of this woman. Oh, I don't know it. Oh, I mean, I saw her that evening. Uh, p- prior to that and after, it does not shock me that he knows who she is, considering where we were. I mean, I'm sure he knows everybody that goes in there. He, uh, you didn't hear this whole story. No. This girl. So, um, I'm not sure. Okay. I have a story about her to tell you after. Uh, Thorne, because Thorne knows who the that is, I think. podcast podcast. Uh, what, you want, what you want. This is behind, uh, perverts behind the paywall. The story, yeah. <laughs> the story goes, Duke, that our, our friend, uh, local to the place, this was disproven. What you're gonna say? It's been disproven. no, 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 no. He through he had said this that uh, he was he had an interest in the girl, 
but then his ex-girlfriend who he yeah, was really was a, into there was another story that got misconstrued that that interest yeah, yeah. was intercourse yeah yes prior to the dumpster <laughs> and that was a story that, that was disproven yeah that, that but, has been debunked but he was okay, courting Snopes. but he was courting this young lady and then his he was ex, wooing her he was wooing her okay. and then his ex-girlfriend showed up who he is much more into and he's like ah oh, yeah i'm gonna go talk to her at, at which at now that's class yeah all the same all the same night all at russell rager all at russell rager at which point you got to stick around to the after party. CPA gets, moves I, I in. I was hitting him too hard early. I got out of there. CPA then moves. Some shit goes down in Club Atlantis, bro. Yeah. yeah. CPA moves in at that point, and uh, ultimately they end up by the dumpster. Yes. But anyway. Okay, anyway. That's <laughs> it for Akron, folks. That was That's all from Akron. And uh, thank you again for making 200 shows possible for AIW. Obviously, it couldn't have been done without all of you, the fans. And... Uh, you know, hopefully we do 200 more, but we need you to buy tickets to events. We need you to buy the streams. We need you to buy DVDs. We need you to buy merchandise. We need your support now more than ever. Pretty so please. Pretty make please. Sure please. Buy tickets, uh, buy tickets, you do buy all tickets. that. And uh, with that being said, thanks for uh, joining us. So for Derek, director, for the Duke, for AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on AIW's The Card is Going to Change.